Welcome back, Grasshoppers Patriot Podcast. Today I want to talk about Arizona. Talk about Arizona, what's going on there. Uh, Carrie Lake has uh, has filed suit <clears throat> uh, over the election results. Also, uh, Abe uh, Hamadov that ran for uh, Attorney General. Uh, he has also filed suit. Um, I want to kind of go into why I think I want to go into why I think that the three that ended up losing because there were Republicans that won in Arizona and they got just a ridiculous number of votes. Um, but it's turning out that they got the ones that actually won, um, got hundreds of thousands of votes more than what Carrie Lake, Abe Hamada, and Mark Fincham got in their races. Now, let me explain why this is kind of interesting. The three most consequential races where the most consequential Republicans as far as election integrity would be relevant. All three of those people lost, whereas you didn't really see... Most people voted down ticket. They just voted, you know, straight Republican. Um, The ones that voted for Republicans in other races, but then decided, you know, I'm not going to vote for governor or secretary of state or attorney general. That is, I'm not saying that that's proof of anything, but that sure as heck is enough to probably do some kind of an investigation on what the heck went on. But, I just want to kind of throw out there that the three that actually lost in that state were going to be the most dangerous to the the powers that be, the establishment, uh, the cabal, the swamp, whatever it is you choose to to call the uh, the criminals that uh, have us uh, on our knees right now. Um, I just think it's really important to recognize all of the uh, inconsistencies in Arizona, and not just this year. We obviously saw the same thing in 2020 with the presidential election, which was, I mean, it was pretty much the same thing. It was just an absolute disaster, like from top to bottom. And a lot of people don't remember this far back, but in 2018, we got uh, a Kirsten Sinema Democrat, that senator that is still currently a senator, that won her race after the fact, you know, later in the game because they were able to go and quote-unquote find 
a bunch of new ballots. The, this ballot harvesting thing is... It's ridiculous that people can't see how how crazy and how crooked this is. Ballot harvesting uh, done under the guise of mail-in voting that was done supposedly in response to COVID in 2020. You know, I, really, honestly, I'm not buying any of this stuff. Um, I think COVID was uh, taken advantage of by a bunch of uh, political opportunists. Um, but this mail-in voting, they've pushed it as opening access to voting for more people. <clears throat> but the only thing it opens access up to uh, is fraudsters. Um, Trump said it best, we should vote on election day and use all paper ballots. Now, unfortunately, as much as we'd like to do that, whether we have uh, control of D.C. and the White House or Congress or whatever, whether we have that or not, <laughs> and this is the rough part, this is one of the prices you pay. When you live in a constitutional republic, and you have limitations on the federal government. But the federal government can't go and be, you know, diving into how states set up their elections. And they can't, furthermore, they can't really regulate or slap rules on states for their elections because the responsibility of setting up the policies and the rules and carrying out your own elections, you know, that belongs to the states. So this is one of those times where, yeah, we could, uh, we get uh, some power back in D.C., yeah, we could go and we could, uh, we could go tell states, no, you have to do it this way. But then again, that is, that would be blatantly unconstitutional. But we always have to remember that anything that the federal government does, when your, I guess, team is in charge, um, you have to also remember that that sets precedent. And with precedent, when you have someone that's not on your team in charge of in Washington, that they can do the same thing. It's just like what we're watching right now with uh, the Mar-a-Lago raid, everything that went on there. The Democrats have basically, uh, and Biden's DOJ has basically created an environment now where it is uh, acceptable, or at least there's precedent for uh, raiding a former president's home based on, um, well, I mean, basically things that are fabricated and created in the minds of FBI leadership, well, and agents too, you know, you have to always remember 
you don't want your guy doing anything that you don't want the other guy doing because not only does that create precedent, but on top of the precedent, you're you're giving it legitimacy. You're saying, oh, yeah, this is fine to do. So remember, Democrats, which I don't really honestly think a Democrat would listen to this to this podcast, but I, I hope they do. But if they do, always remember that anything that you condone while, you know, you've got a Uncle Joe in there um, running the show, if he is indeed running the show. But have to remember, anything that you cheer him on for, don't be surprised when you get Trump back in there, you get some other conservative back in that that in that driver's seat, don't be surprised and don't be, you know, throwing a fit when you see that they're doing the exact same thing and now it's, now the barrel of the gun's turned the other direction. We have a constitution for a reason. It sets limits on government. Constitution knows no conservative. It knows no liberal. It doesn't know Democrat, Republican. Going back to the founding of the country. I mean, George Washington was the only president that did not belong to a political party. Starting with the second president, John Adams, from that point on, because of some deep uh, uh, deep separation or a very deep divide that they had between uh, uh, ideologies at the time, <clears throat> there was this push to go and kind of split into two different uh, schools of thought. Now, obviously, those have changed a lot. The names and the, the views have changed a lot on those over the years. But we have to remember that we're all Americans. We, we used to all want the same thing. Now I kind of question whether or not that's even true. Um, but we have to reference that founding document whenever we uh, push for or whenever we decide or whenever our government decides that they're going to go and follow through uh, with a particular uh, policy or pushing through a specific uh, legislation or law, we have to remember the consistency. We have to be consistent and we have to uh, recognize the restrictions that were put forth on our federal government. Now, with the states, the states are pretty much wide open. As long as the state is not violating a federal um, uh, constitutional law, something or something in the Constitution, that as long as it's not violating the Bill of Rights or any of the amendments, and as long as it's not <clears throat> violating any of the other articles of the Constitution, then states are pretty much open to do as they please. That's kind of what we're seeing right now with uh, all the states that have had the legalization of the cannabis and that are uh, 
having dispensaries, you know, on every corner uh, for medical use and for recreational, uh, depending on the state. But but these are the things. That's uh, nullification, which also has precedent, but that's completely constitutional. Um, states stepping forward and deciding to stand up against even a federal law that's passed that's in that's on the books if that law is blatantly unconstitutional there's not really anything uh that that state if they decide not to feel obligated to carry out that or abide by that law they're totally within their rights as a sovereign state to reject that federal law. A lot of people don't realize that, but that has precedent, as I said. The Kentucky and the Virginia resolutions um, was very, uh, very similar, and those were two instances where federal law was ignored because the federal law was blatantly unconstitutional. Uh, that's one to look up if you're if you're curious on what went on with that. It had to do with uh, um, basically dissent. It was outlawing uh, people uh, disagreeing with uh, decisions made by the government, which one would think would be, you know, free speech. So this is where we're at. We'll see what comes of Arizona. I hope Carrie Lake has a lot better time um, with her lawsuit and with her pursuit of that governor's seat than what we had in 2020 with uh, with Trump. I hope that her case, along with Abe Hamidi's case, that they're allowed to actually go to a discovery phase and that we don't have Obama or Clinton-appointed judges uh, throwing the case out before it reaches discovery. We need that discovery. We need the evidence to be presented to the court because once it's presented to the court and it's out there, I, I don't think there's any putting. Uh, I don't think there's any uh, putting that back into the. There's no putting that one back. That that that's going to be out and it's going to be out for everybody to see. That's going to open Pandora's box. So. Everybody, in the meantime, will leave it in God's hands. Uh, we all have a hard time realizing or recognizing why it is we're having to to endure the things that we're enduring. But, you know, then again, God's in control. Uh, we're we're going to be fine. It's just that this is needed right now. This country is ran in the other direction, ran away from God, and we need to kind of have a revival in this country. We need to turn back to God. Just as, uh, you know, it said Second Chronicles, you know, 7 and 14. You know, in order for us to heal it, in order for him to heal our land, you know, we have to, uh, we have to get back to him. And that's the only way out of this. And I think this is just a way to push everyone in that direction. We need a little bit of a wake-up call. Um, 
So that's kind of where we're at. That's my take on well, a bunch of things right now. Um, but let's keep uh, keep praying for uh, Arizona. Keep praying for the rest of the country and hope that uh, we can expose the, the evil that is now present in our federal and many of our state governments. And until next time, uh, everybody uh, take care and hope everybody had a happy Thanksgiving. And we'll see you next time here on Grasshopper's Patriot Podcast.